Good morning and God bless you. You are here with me, Jermaine Jackson, and we are preparing to go into another episode of Testimonial Tuesday by way of the New Beginnings Podcast with Jay Jackson. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. So it is a blessing to have another day here with each and every one of you, and just to be blessed to see another morning. We thank God for giving us our health and our strength, blessing and allowing us to be within our right mind. Hallelujah. We give all glory to God. Amen. I believe we have a wonderful teaching on today, a discussion we're going to have. The subject matter is what if God was one of us? Going to be coming out of the scripture of Romans, the 12th chapter and the first verse. So whether you are listening to me live from this morning, you may watch this on replay. So I want to say good afternoon, good evening, but I am excited to come before you and yet to share with you the word of God. Hallelujah. On this morning. So let's get into a word of prayer. Amen. We want to definitely acknowledge the spirit of God. We want to acknowledge his presence. And then we're going to go into our lesson for today. Gracious and heavenly father, Lord, I praise you. I magnify you. I thank you. I give you all of the glory, the honor, and the praise. It is from the rising of the sun and to the going down of the same that the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. So, Father, I honor you. I acknowledge your spirit at this time. Lord, I acknowledge your sovereignty. And I just thank you for being God and for being who you are, O oh Lord. And, Lord, as I come before the throne of grace, I come before you confessing my sin. For you said if we confess our sins that you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your shed blood on Calvary's cross. I thank you for being the perfect lamb of God. Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah. We didn't have a savior. Yeah, thank you, Lord Jesus. God, I thank you for loving us so much that you gave us your only begotten son. It is because of Jesus Christ that man was reconciled back to you. Lord, we were separated, God. Father, we didn't have this access to this grace, to this grace, to this help, to this mercy. And it's because of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, that man could come before you, oh God. So thank you, Lord, for purging us and cleansing us, oh God creating me a clean heart and renew within me the right spirit. I give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Father, I'm praying for every listener on today, God, that will be under the sound of my voice, that as they hear this message, this teaching on this morning, oh God, that something will be said to uplift them, inspire, and encourage them, oh God, that something will strengthen them and keep them, oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for your word that gives life, your word heals, your word delivers. Your word is setting the captive free even now from all bondage and sin, from all the bands of wickedness right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the power that is in your word, oh God. Hallelujah. I thank you for this platform, oh God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this virtual access, God, that we have, Lord, that even throughout the week, Lord, I thank you for the body of Christ. I thank you for our churches. I thank you for our pastors and our leaders, oh God. Thank you for the in-person time that we could come together to worship and to praise you. But thank you, God, for those moments when we cannot come into the church, God, when we're working, when we're orchestrating our families, God, then, Lord, we can open up our laptops, our phones, God, and receive a word from you, oh God, something to keep us, God, some, something to feed us through our week. So I give you praise, honor, and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Once again, I want to welcome you to the New Beginnings Podcast with Jay Jackson by way of Testimonial Tuesday. Amen. I truly want to give an honor to God who is the head of my life. I thank God for you finding me safe, sanctified, and filled with his precious Holy Ghost. I want to give an honor to my pastors, Dr. Xavier Menzies and Pastor Latanya Menzies of the Christian Family Worship Center, located at 6532 
Arizona Avenue in Hammond, Indiana. Amen. Listen, Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. I want to invite you to join me for service. Amen. I would say, like I always said, Hammond, Indiana is not a far drive. Amen. So if you are looking for a church on a place to fellowship, a place to visit, I want you to be my special guest. Amen. Come on and join us at the worship center where the presence of the Lord is. Hallelujah. There is a move of God. There is a word for your life. Amen. So be my special guest. I just want to invite you to church and please don't leave your service to go visit. Amen. Make sure you're serving faithfully where you are at. Amen. And allowing God to use you. So let's get into our lesson for today. What if God was one of us? We're going to be starting in the book of Romans, the 12th chapter in the first verse. We know the King James Version says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I began to just look at this script about a week ago, was meditating on it. And that word that always stands out to me is reasonable service. When, when Paul was speaking here in the book of Romans in the 12th chapter in the first verse, and many may have heard the scripture, many may have looked at it. But as I just continue to just look at it, that that at things, just be, sometimes, you know, you get in the Bible and certain passages and words just begin to like stand out to you in bold letters as you begin to, to read the word of God. Just certain things get your attention. You begin to think about it. You begin to research it. You begin to to write down notes and what, however it is that you study and put your things together, you might have posters up because there are certain scriptures that will just stay with you for weeks, for days, and you just meditate on it. You read, you like it's it just got a hold on you because God is just giving you something. And this is what Romans 12 and 1 has done to me. It says, that is your reasonable service. Can we read it in the Amplified? It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, listen to this, dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. As we look at this verse here in Romans 12 and 1, I just want to say this. God doesn't ask us for too much. I want you to hear me on today. As a believer, even as a people, the things that God is asking us to do as a believer, he's not asking us for too much. When we think about all that God has really done for us, we're here as believers. We're here saved. We're here because of God. What if he had not given us Jesus Christ? Remember, Adam messed it up for everybody, not to hate on Adam, but we were wretched sinners under, we were born into sin. We were shaping into iniquity. If it was not for Jesus, we wouldn't have the chance at eternal life. We wouldn't have a chance at all of these problems, all the things that, that God has for us here on this earth, here in heaven. I mean, when we go to heaven, it's all because of Jesus. And when he's saying here in the verse, by the mercies of God, don't you know that on this morning that you rose up with new mercy? It is by his mercy that we have not been consumed. Thy compassion faileth not, for they are new every morning. When you woke up this morning, God woke you up with some new mercy. Come on. Thank God for his grace. But every morning that we rise, we got new mercy. To present your bodies as a living sacrifice. He said, present your body, dedicating all of yourselves. You may have heard me say it here on the podcast before. 
Well, I said that there's a song by uh, I think it's um, I see the Sam Levi or Robert, I can't remember his name, but the song goes, It's all for you. Everything that I do, it's all for you. I'm really at a point in my life where I realize God in everything that I do, I want to worship you. When we worship God, it's our way of adoring him, appreciating him, showing forth our love to him. God, I worship you. Worship you is like we just at my church this Sunday. We had a performance of the worship arts and it was little excerpts where we were talking about worship. Worship is not just lifting of our hands. Worship is not. Some people say worship is a slow, melodical ballads and music. But we worship God with praise when we pray we, with our service, with our faithfulness to God. God bless you, Sister Cynthia. Good morning. There are many ways that we worship and express our adoration for God. But when we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, let's dedicate all of yourselves, be set apart. That there are some things that I won't do. There are some places I won't go because if it interferes with my worship to God, I'm, I set myself apart from it. So there are some things we're talking about dedicating, dedicating our bodies to God. Let's just stop right there. How many of us have truly dedicated our bodies to God? Sometimes we could be eating stuff that is breaking down our body, where we don't have our full energy, we don't have our full strength, we don't have the full ability to worship and serve God like we should, just because of the things we eat that cause us to be sluggish and tired, that cause us to be sick, to be irritable. Come on, do we do we even look at that? That Lord, I want to worship you by watching what I watching what I eat because I want the full energy within my body. God, I want to give you my very best. As a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act, it's an intelligent decision to serve God. It's an intelligent decision to give God everything. It's rational. In King James, it says reasonable. Reasonable is what's fair. So on the, the simplest level, God is not asking us for too much. And really, when we think about how we're made up, we should make a conscious decision as a believer to serve God on another level. Genesis 1 and 26. Then God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make man in our image according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness. Can I tell you we were made in the image of God? Why are you saying that, Jermaine? Why is that important? Let's look at it, all that God has done for us. When Adam sinned, and doomed mankind separated us from God when he disobeyed. God made an intelligent decision to start the process of salvation through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was not just revealed in the, he was just not in the New Testament. If you really search the scriptures through the Old Testament, Jesus was prophesied. Jesus was talked about. This, 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 this way of salvation, the process of it was spoken all about in the Old Testament. God made an intelligent decision saying, in order for mankind to be reconciled back to me, to have fellowship with me, I've got to make a decision. We're made in the likeness of image of God. When we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, let this mind be in you also in Christ Jesus. We're supposed to think like God. We're supposed to have the mind of God. So when it comes to serving God, giving him our reasonable service, it shouldn't be a difficult thing to serve God, to pray, to worship him, to magnify him, to praise him. That's just that's just fair. Can we talk about just being fair in our service and worship to God? 
Let's just be fair to him. I'm not asking you to be extreme. I'm not asking you to be radical. But when you really think about everything that God has done for you, if you are listening to me or you see me on this morning, God has done more than enough for you today. He woke you up. He blessed you to hear, to see, to breathe, to speak, to move your body. It's an intelligent, it's logical. But when we talk about, let's look at one more scripture. We're going to go to Psalms, the 100th chapter, and the third verse. Before I get too, too, too deep into this thing, let's go here. It said, know and fully recognize with gratitude. That means gratitude, be gracious for what God has done. That the Lord himself is God. We need to know and fully recognize who God is, his sovereignty, his omnipotence, his uh, His is his ever presence we need to be conscious of who god is it is he who has made us not we ourselves and we are his you would not be here without god thank god for your parents whoever you you the birth canal you came through your family but it was god that it was in his foreknowledge his predestination that we none of us are here by mistake you hear parents say well i didn't plan to have you I didn't need to, I wasn't intentional. But what if God was intentional in you being here? Sometimes we can't help the vehicles through with, like the, you've heard people say, man, I don't know why I'm a part of this family. I'm so different. But God has a purpose and design for you to be here. He said, we are his people. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. And we are here. Can I tell you, we belong to God. It is in him that we live, move and have our being, especially those of us that are believers. We should know who God is to us and how powerful he is in our lives. We, we shouldn't be sitting here trying to wonder and figure out what God means to us. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, those that don't believe, we can understand sometimes their responses and the way that they act, why they don't honor God in their life, because they are blinded by the darkness of this world. They are blinded by the enemy. But those of us that are believers, we have no excuses. And we're going to get to excuses in a minute. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. Thank God for every pastor, bishop, apostle, all of those are great leaders. But did you know that God is that Jesus Christ is the great shepherd? He's the top one. You would hear some pastors say, at best, I'm an under shepherd. But Christ is the head of all. Christ is the head of the church. He's the head of all of us. So we belong to God. We belong to him. He made us. So when we look at Romans 12 and 1, when we recognize who we belong to, he predestined us. It was in his foreknowledge to create us. You're here by design. You're here for a purpose, a reason. And when you have made Christ the Lord of your life and the word has been revealed, remember, we're growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So the more that I begin to read his word, the more that I begin to pray, the more that I begin to know who God is. Hallelujah. The more that I continue to live by faith the just shall live by faith and continue to grow in faith continue to understand god more meditating his word then why is it so hard for us so-called christians to present our bodies as a living sacrifice why is it that sometimes in our lives we don't honor god with everything that we do are we really honoring god as we are preparing to start our work day how many of us woke up this morning and prayed or did we just wake up because we only got 10 minutes to get to work and all we had time to do was brush off, 
teeth, wash our face, take a quick shower, put on our clothes and start our day. But God's not going to penalize you for that. He's yet going to be gracious. He's going to bless you. He's going to keep you over the road. Even though you finna go through it at work, he's going to give you the temperament to deal with it. Don't you know that we serve a faithful God? I love something that um, Reverend Yolanda Dudley always says on her uh, live on Facebook. She said, we have a faithful father. God is consistently faithful to us when we're not faithful to him. He's always there for us constantly. But are we always worshiping him in our service? Are we always presenting our bodies to him? A lot of times when I get on here doing these teachers on Testimonial Tuesday, <clears throat> I talk about things that are self-reflections for the believer. That if you look at your everyday life, can you honestly say, I'm, I'm giving God my best service in everything that I do, in the conversations that I have? How many of us in our conversations, they're going to honor God, is going to worship him? It says here that dedicating all of yourselves but set apart. Do you know sometimes there's some conversations we cannot be a part of? I don't care if it's family. I don't care if it's friends. I don't care if it's work. And some people, I've heard people say, well, I didn't know how to get up the conversation. Excuse me. I, I'm, I'm going to step away from this conversation. And what if someone asks you why you're leaving the conversation? Do you know we have to be prepared to give an answer? We don't have to be rude. We don't have to be unjust. We don't have to be mean. Our speech is supposed to be seasoned with salt, <clears throat> that we may know how we're supposed to answer every man. You can give an answer and separate yourself from something to let people know I'm protecting. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Don't you know that's what our bodies is? That you have such a precious and anointed gift inside of you that I don't want this gift to be contaminated. I don't want it to be damaged. So I have to even meter what comes into my ears. Because certain words and discussions come in our ears in a moment, but we meditate on it all day. It gets into our minds. And you could have woke up meditating on the scripture, <clears throat> excuse me, meditating on the joy of the Lord. But you got in a conversation somewhere in your day, and now you can't think about nothing that relates to God. You're worried about somebody's situation, their marriage, somebody messed up relationship because of a conversation. We have to separate ourselves. And guess what? This is our reasonable service. If we really talk about reasonable service, the minute we wake up, I don't know about you, but I always start my day with good morning, God. Good morning, Jesus Christ. Good morning, Holy Ghost. Because I want to honor God. I thank God that at the church I attend, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m., we have a conference call where we pray. So collectively, as a body of Christ, as a corporate body, we're all waking up, starting our day honoring God. I think one of the best ways to give him reasonable service that, Lord, I don't even want to start my day before I honor you. That before I step out, I try my best to all, even on the weekend, before I get my day. And I have my moments where I forget, because, you know, the weekend, you've been having work all week, you forget it. I want to pray before I leave out the house. You know how many days I drive just going to the store and I pass accidents? I see the cops, I see the cars, the wrecks. And I said, Lord, if your angels had not been encamped around my vehicle, Lord, if I would have left out five minutes earlier. Sometimes, you know, when you delayed in your morning, can't find your keys, can't find your shoes, stuff ain't right. What if that's God saying around the corner, something's going to happen and I'm allowing your day to be delayed so that you're not a part of the accident? Reasonable service. God, I thank you for protecting me from every accident, praying that you will keep those that were in the accident. There were no fatalities. God, I thank you for what you didn't allow to happen. 
Amen. I'm trying to decide if that's going to be another teaching. How, we don't thank God enough for what he didn't allow to happen to us. Reasonable service. A lot of times we're not giving God our reasonable service. <clears throat> we're taking for granted how much he keeps us, how much he provides for us. We were made in his likeness and image. And I believe we need to respond to things like God. That our mindset needs to be like God's mindset in everything that we do. But as you looked at the title of my subject, it said, what if God was like one of us? A lot of time we give God excuses for why we're not praying like we should, why we're not in his word like we should be. We're giving God excuses for why we're not giving him that reasonable service. Come on, God, I'm busy. I got work. I got kids. I got all this stuff. But what happens when we're giving him too many excuses and not the service that is due unto him? What if God was like one of us? What if there was one morning you couldn't get up? Can't move. You could just open your eyes and speak, but your body's not functioning. And what if you ask God, Lord, why am I not moving? I was fine last night. And God was to reply, I got busy. Somebody else was calling me. Wait a minute, God, but I'm not sick. I'm not hurt. But this is the day I decided not to get you up. But God, you always wake me up. You always allow me to move. Today, I don't feel like being bothered with it. I got a whole world and universe to orchestrate. And this is the day that I'm using that as my excuse not to give you. It ain't that God has to serve us. But if you think about it, his unconditional love for us, God serves us every day. Not that he has to, and I, and I don't want people to hear that, well, but Jermaine, he's a great God, he don't serve us, but really look at all that God does for you, how he protects you. We're all ministers. I'm not talking about, you know, with a certificate, we all, we're all meant to serve. And think about God loved us so much, he gave us his son. He didn't give Jesus an option. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Thank God that Jesus didn't buck up like some of us. What if Jesus was like some of us? Wait a minute. Hold on, God. You want me to be sacrificed for them? They don't love me. They don't like you. They serve idols. They complain. They're stiff-necked. They, since, since, since sin came into the world, this, these people that you have built have not honored you, God. And you want me to die for the sins of the world? What if Jesus had been like one of us and said, no, God, I can't do it. Or what if Jesus would have said, okay, God, I'm going to go down there through the power of the Holy Ghost in a in the likeness of sinful flesh. I feel all the hurts, they pain. What if on the cross, Jesus would have said, they saying crucify him. They spitting on his heart. But you know what? I'm going to call these angels down to take all y'all out and take me home. God, I can't finish the plan of salvation. They don't deserve to be saved. They don't deserve to be delivered because I don't feel like going through this. What if Jesus would have been like one of us and said, I don't want to die for the sins of the world? Do we ever think about that? That what if God gave us the excuses that we give him? What if he didn't extend his grace and favor to you? What if he didn't provide and bring you out of moments when you didn't know how you were going to get out? 
when you didn't even know how you was going to eat the next day, when you didn't know how you was going to pay the debt off. What if God was one of us? What if he acted and conducted himself like us? We would be mad at God. We'd be upset with him. But how do you think God feels toward us sometimes? Do you think God is ever upset with you? Because you know you're not giving your reasonable service? That you're not representing him in the way that you should in your everyday life? You ever think God gets tired of us? The Bible says, I believe it's in Romans 6, chapter said, how long shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How long are us, the believer, are we continuing in sin saying, well, I got the grace of God. I, I know I should be punished for what I'm doing, but his grace is sufficient. I can ask for forgiveness. I have this access to the throne of grace. Lord, forgive me. You, you know my heart. I've been struggling, God. Please be gracious. Jesus is my advocate. I think this is how we think as believers sometimes. Jesus, Jesus know what it is to be tempted in every way like me, God, but without sin. But God, I'm not Jesus. But, but the same spirit that he prayed to the Father to send you another so that you would be able to present yourself, to be set apart, to make a logical and intelligent decision to not sin, to not fall to not mess up. But a lot of times we give God so many excuses and reasons why, Lord, I can't serve you reasonably. But it, I keep going. That's why I say if this scripture in Romans 12 and 1 stuck with me over the last week, that reasonable service. God isn't asking you for a lot. He's just saying, be reasonable. Make, make a logical and intelligent decision to present your body dedicating all of yourself set apart as a living sacrifice holy and well pleasing to god which is your rational logical intelligent act of worship god is saying just it's, it's logical it makes sense i don't know how a believer can go all day and don't pray don't read his word well, well jermaine i don't have time to study the bible all day you can't take 10 or 15 minutes to read your word. And guess what? I'm here because I've been guilty of it. There's been days I get so busy and run around. Lord, I ain't even read your word today. Lord, I ain't put no scripture in me. I, I, I gave you not a full prayer. I gave you half a thank you. But God woke me up. God allowed me to breathe. Can I tell you that God never misses a beat in his faithfulness toward us? But we have been so so unfaithful unto him. If many of us would look at our reflection, we're not giving God our reasonable service. And I'm not just saying that to anybody. I'm including myself in that. Every day I'm saying, Lord, I got to do better. And it's not about condemnation. Romans 8, there's therefore now no con I'm not here to condemn anybody. But when you think about all that God does for us, we up higher and serve God on another level, worship him on another level. We got to get better because what God has done for us and what he's doing for us, we know we're not worthy of it. We're so undeserving, but it's his grace, his mercy, his favor, his unmerited favor that is on our lives. God keeps, how many of you have gotten things from God and you're looking at it like, Lord, I don't even deserve this. 
Has God ever blessed you with something or brought you out of some things and you know you haven't been as faithful to him? You know that God has told you to do some things. You know that God has spoken to you about some stuff. You know it was God. But you had delayed obedience or you gave God excuse. Well, God, I hear you, but I don't think I. When God has given us directors, now I'm telling you, this is not just for you. This is as I'm saying this, it's hit me. I promise you. Do you know that God is not obligated to repeat himself? Has God ever told you something? You heard his voice and you know it's God, but you question it. Lord, I don't really know if that's you. Then someone else may speak into your life to confirm what's all you saying. Ooh, God, that was you that said that because the, the pastor or the minister or someone came and spoke and said something to me. And it was exactly what you said before. It's confirmation. So God had to talk to me twice for me to do what he told me to do. What if God was like that? Lord, I, I prayed twice. You didn't hear me. And God sitting there. I heard you. That don't mean I'm finna move on it. Because I told you something last week and confirmed it. And you act like you still battling whether or not if you heard me. So why should I come to your cry? Why should I rescue you when I can't get you to follow simple directions? Reasonable service. Blessed you to see another day and you couldn't even lift your hand and say, God, I thank you for blessing me to have this day. Lord, be the lamp until my feet in the light. Lord, direct me through this day because I don't know what's facing me once I leave my house. Father, help me. Reasonable service. As you go throughout your day today, as we bring this lesson to a close, let's have reasonable service for God. Reasonable service just isn't confined to, well, I go to church on Sunday. I go to Bible study during the week. Um, I help in the outreach ministry. I'm working with the young people. That's my reasonable service to God. If you look at my track record, I pay my offerings. I pay my tithes. I assist in whatever the church asks me to do. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm doing my reasonable service. And that is, that's good. That's an act of worship. All of that is an act of worship unto God. But it says here, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves. That means in every part of your day, with your family, with your work, with everything that you do, you should be serving God and dedicating yourself unto him as an act of worship. Setting yourself apart from those things that are not like God. Not just people, places, things. Being careful on what gets in through your eyes, through your ears. Being careful what we say. We want to honor God in our speech. I don't want to be saying praise God but then cussing somebody else out. And we got to stop this as believers. Not many believers I've heard say, well, somebody, sometimes people deserve a good cursing. Is God pleased with that? Well, they deserve it, Jermaine. They was acting a fool. And the only way I could correct them, I had to curse them out. God knows my heart. God working on me. But it says, which is your rational, logical, you can make a decision to stop cursing. You ain't got to curse everybody out, a Christian, believer, saint of God. You don't have to curse people out to get your point across. I'm telling you, I have talked to people, and I don't go around trying to check people and make my point, but I can guarantee you I ain't got to curse people out to get my point across, even if I wasn't saved. 
that ain't always the best way to get your point across to anybody. So this whole thing about some people deserve a good cussing. What if God gave you everything you deserve? Come on now. What if God really gave you what you deserve for your transgressions, for your inward iniquity, the things that you still holding on to and battling with? What if God really gave you what you deserve? So who are we to execute authority and judgment on people? Because I'm going to put them in a place. But we are so out of character when it comes to giving God cursing and doing some of the stuff we do that's not reasonable service to god it's not honoring him it's not and we feel like we're so justified in our actions because we worry about putting people in our place putting them in their place but god told our enemies come on but we too busy in our flesh lord let me stop before i take this another way reasonable service that could be a whole nother teaching that i don't even want to go into reasonable service unto god if we would come up with the mindset that lord and everything i say and do is supposed to be an act of worship unto you god we would make the logical and intelligent decision to stop some of some of this stuff we're doing we wouldn't say some of the things we say. We wouldn't go some of the places we wouldn't go. We wouldn't have some of the interactions we have. So I challenge you on today. Ask yourself this question, believer. Am I giving God my reasonable service? Am I seriously dedicating all of me? Am I seriously setting myself apart from what may not honor and please God? Am I presenting my body as a living sacrifice that is holy, well-pleasing to God? Am I making logical and intelligent decisions? Because, Lord, with everything that I do, I want it to be an act of worship to you, God. I want to worship you and magnify you with everything that I have. And if I'm doing things that are not honoring you and pleasing you, God, then this is not my reasonable service. Thank God that he doesn't act like us. Thank God that he doesn't give us excuses. Thank God that he doesn't delay his blessings upon us. Thank God he's patient with us. And even the things that we go through, some things we go through, God is trying to see what's in our heart. God is trying to show us us. Sometimes how far off we are. He's trying to help us. So even when we go through things, God is yet developed. Remember, all things are working together for our good to them that love God, who are the called according to his purpose. So even everything that we go through is working out for us. Sometimes it don't feel that way and the outlook, the perception of it is, but everything is working out for to them that here's the clause that love God. If I love God, if I'm his child, if I love God, I honor him with my life. Then even when I go through trouble, even when I go through circumstances, somehow in there is working out for my good. I'm going to learn something that's going to make me better. It's going to strengthen me. I'm going to mature. I'm going to develop. So even what I perceive as bad, God can say, I'm with you in it and it's working out for your good. Just keep your focus on me. Keep loving me. Keep having faith in me. I know it's hard. right? Remember, these trials, these tribulations, it's just a trying of your faith. Keep your faith in God. So even, I don't, I don't care. You, you may be going through some stuff right now. It's hard. It hurts. If you keep loving God, if you keep your focus on him, it's working out for your good. Trust God and trust his word. Father, I thank you. And I praise you for this lesson, for this message on today, oh God.
Lord, as we go through our day on today, let us give you our reasonable service. Father, I pray that we would dedicate all of ourselves to you, our time, our attention. We know that we have to work, God. We have things we have to tend to. We have business we need to take care of. Lord, we have our families, our children, oh Lord. But Father, in everything that we do on today, I pray, God, that we would have the conscious mind to let it be an act of worship unto you. Let us honor you in everything that we do and we say, oh God. And those things, oh God, that do, that do not honor you, those things that could damage us or infiltrate us, oh God, our system, our mind, our spirit. Let us set ourselves apart. Let us make a conscious decision to walk away from anything and anyone, oh God, that may be a dishonor to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you that you are not like us. You don't give us excuses, God. You yet extend your mercy and your grace to us. You continue to love us unconditionally. And Father, I am so grateful for all that you have done and all that you can continue to do on our behalf. Lord, we are so undeserving, but I thank you, Lord, that you loved us enough when you continue to keep watch over us, God, in our everyday lives. And I praise you and I magnify you. all of the glory, all of the honor and all of the praise. Father, bless everyone that is under the sound of my voice, whether it's on live, whether it may be afterwards on a replay. Father, bless them, their homes, their families. Oh, God, touch them and keep them in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I'm praying for salvation and deliverance to come to the land. Save everyone that is unsaved, oh God. Deliver those that are broken, that are in captivity, oh God, that are in bondage. I command the hand of Satan to come off of their lives and I rebuke him in the name of Jesus. And I pray and plead that your blood will cover each and every one of us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray that your angels will encamp us, oh God. They will protect us. But even, Lord, we give the angels to fight on our behalf. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We may be under some intense circumstances, oh God, but I believe that you're going to bring us out, God, that you're giving us the fortitude to survive it. Hallelujah. I thank you for healing on today, oh God. Yes, Lord. For healing those that are under affliction and sickness, Lord, and diseases, I pray that the healing of God will touch them even now in the name of Jesus, and they will be made every whit way whole in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, and I praise you even now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless each and every one of you on this morning. I am grateful and thankful to you all. Don't forget, not only can you support the New Beginnings podcast with Jay Jackson here on my Facebook page, go to my YouTube page with the New Beginnings podcast with Jay Jackson. You can have the Testimonial Tuesday teachings, the Covenant Conversations, and the Celebration of Excellence on those pages. Amen. God bless each and every one. Thank you for being here live. For those that will listen on replay, I appreciate you. Um, tell somebody about the goodness of God. Tell them what Jesus has done for you. Amen. Remember to pray for one another. Let's continue to support the, one another. Nothing's wrong with picking up the phone and checking on somebody. Amen. That's something that's been heavy on my heart. I've seen some circumstances and things happen to people as of late. And a phone call means everything. A text message means everything. Bless you, Sister Cynthia. Thank you. Don't get too busy. So when you can't pick up the phone and call somebody just to check on them or a text message. There are so many people around us that are hurting, that are going through. And we call ourselves friends, brothers, sisters and all this stuff. And we all have lives. We all get busy. I promise you, I understand. But let's be more intentional in checking on somebody. Bless you, Reverend Dudley. Let's be more intentional in checking on people. Just doing a wellness check. Sometimes we have no idea what people are going through. 
And sometimes just being a sounding board, you may not have the solution to their problem, but just for them to talk and get it out in the open to release what's holding them. And you may have the opportunity to have a word of prayer, to share a word of inspiration or encouragement to help that person. But let's just stop thinking people are okay. Let's just stop looking at social media. Oh, well, they just posted, so they must be fine. That don't always mean that. People could be so damaged and hurt, and they are masking it through social media, through stuff. Let's really check on people, like for real, for real, and make sure people are good. And sometimes we just need to listen. We don't always have an answer. We don't always know how we can help. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we just need to listen. And that conversation, that text message could mean the world to someone. We got to get better. And I'm saying me included. I started to go through my phone sometimes. I remember my niece told me this one time. She had texted me one day. I just was checking on her. I'm like, are you good? You need? She's like, no, uncle. She said, sometimes I just need to go through my phone. And I just text and call people just to see how they're doing. That thing hit me. I said, it really is that simple. Sometimes we need to go through our phone. Man, I haven't talked to such and such in a while. I ain't just talking about friends and associates. I'm talking about family. You know, sometimes we don't check on our family as much as we should. I'm talking about brothers and sisters. We could all live within 10 minutes of each other. And you look up, be like, man, it's been about a month or two. I ain't heard from my brother or my sister. I ain't heard from my cousin. I ain't talked to my auntie. But we just assume they're okay because we're waiting for that life-threatening call. Let's not wait till tragedy hits our families before we reach out to somebody. Let's love on people now. Let's give them their flowers now. Let's appreciate people now. Phone call, text, email, whatever you got to do. If they within five minutes on you, I ain't know you was coming over and you was on my mind. I had to check on you. I had to just come by. I'm sorry to come by unannounced, bro, sis, auntie, uncle, grandma, but I just want to come by and make sure you're good. The best way to make sure somebody is good is to check on them. Let's get out of this assuming that people is okay. And I know that's something that's just been on my heart and it may be on your heart too. That's why I'm sharing it. Let's for real check on people. Let's go see what we can do for somebody else. Maybe you can't give them all the things they want. But a simple conversation could bless somebody. Maybe y'all can go out to eat together. It ain't got to be no expensive meal. Get you a little fofo, -fo, a biggie bag or something. Let's sit in the car and have a conversation. Let, let, let's just touch base. Let's catch up. A lot of times we let so much time go by before we check on people, then tragedy hits. And we'll come together and be like, wow, it's good to see you, but it's bad because it's under these circumstances. And it makes you think, I should have called and checked on this person before all of this stuff happened. Let's not wait till tragedy strikes for us to check on somebody. And checking on somebody don't mean getting all up in their business, but just saying, hey, I just want to know how you're doing. I want to make sure you're good. If you need me, I'm here. We don't need to press the issue about people. But some people are dealing with so much they're under so many heavy attacks, pressure, frustration. And you'll be surprised how much a conversation will bless somebody's life. Because some people feel like I have no one to talk to. I just have to deal with this. Let's let somebody know they're not alone. They don't have to fight by themselves. They don't have to go through by themselves. 
but it's a simple phone call. We use this social media, all type of stuff, and we'll let Facebook be the determination. Oh, they posted. Oh, they liked my picture. So I assume they okay. No. Sometimes I, I, I dislike the fact about what this has become to us. Because sometimes the only way we could talk to somebody, we had to call them because there was no social media. We had more interaction. We really knew if people were like, okay. But now social media has become the determination for whether or not someone is okay. Let's get rid of that. Let's go back to checking on people, calling on them, visiting on them, doing a follow-up. Hey, I talked to you last week and you were going through this. I know it's been a couple of weeks. I just want to make sure you're good. Because we had a tough conversation. You were unloading. I'm just calling to do a follow-up. So let's not only do that initial check, let's get used to doing follow-ups. That's it for me. God bless y'all. I love y'all with the love of Christ. Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling, to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, the glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and never. Amen. As I said, I love y'all with the love of Christ. Join me here next week for the New Beginnings podcast with Jay Jackson by way of Testimonial Tuesday. Y'all have a blessed one.